win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another day. I just oh, look at Cody hitting that blinker. Oh, what a, yeah. What a delicious flavor. Yeah, did it, it blink? It a, it a bl- he did. It yeah, blinked. I knew it blinked. Blinker I, just, on that. I wasn't 100%. <laughs> oh, you weren't confident before you <laughs> that, asshole? Confident enough. We're going to need a retake. retake. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I don't even know where to begin. Um, Action. Oh, we're, we're glad to be back, folks. I am so sorry for it's, the for the long hiatus. Uh, I know you guys probably thought we were dead. Cody was dead for a... a about 20 minutes until we brought him back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. For those of you that didn't, for actually none of you got to listen to the birthday episodes. No, like that no. Was, we've had a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of technical difficulties here at Suds and Buds. We've been trying to get everything together. It's been a little bit of a headache, but uh, we're we're very persistent motherfuckers, and we're still at it. We're back. And uh, yeah, uh, just want to say real quick, fuck Tascam. If anyone knows, if anyone wants to start their own podcast, don't use Tascam editing software. Um, don't use that at all unless you like. Being bent over and uh, barbed wire shoved up your <laughs> asshole repeatedly. So how do I get the number to this Tascam? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's not a fun time. So fuck Tascam. It's the reason for the struggles. We apologize, folks, but we are back. We're back in full swing. Uh, and not only are we back from our hiatus, we're in a brand new podcast location. That's shout, right. shout out to Cody and. And Paul and little little Carson. Oh yeah, Car- Carson's not here right now, but uh, but yeah, we finally got the new place, got moved in, um, got a little yeah, got a little half set up podcast room right now, but it's gonna get better with time. It's gonna keep looking better. So excited to have the podcast here. We all got a little more space away from each other. We're not right up, yeah, right up on each other's dicks all fucking podcast. Much a recliner, much yeah, more comfortable. Fred's got the recliner right now. Fred is chilling, which is good because Lord knows his knees need some oh relaxation. Oh my god, that man. Yeah, oh, it, knees. Feels, it feels like my knees gonna bend backwards. Like like uh like what are they? What are they? Ostriches? Or no no? Exactly. Yeah, ostriches. Flamingos. Flamingos. It's flamingos. Yeah, not ostriches. Yeah, the backwards legs. I don't know, even flamingos. Fucking just in terms of like the solid, like you know, the thickness of their legs. Yeah. I would trust that over Fred's knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no facts. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're incredibly strong. They'll never they'll never doubt a flamingo. They may be pink, but they're fucking they're mighty mighty animals. Who else stays on one leg for like eight hours at a time? I mean, come on now. Anyone who works in Cirque du Soleil. Okay, I, you didn't have to shit on me right away, but yeah. I'm just, I mean. Glad to be you, back to podcasting. Have you seen the show? It's great. It's a great show. If you're, if you're, if you're ever in Vegas, seen this I want to have some fun. Uh, speaking of having too much fun, um, we uh, haven't known, it's kind of old news, um, but uh, obviously we didn't get to cover anything for the last couple weeks. But if you haven't heard, and you're a Rick and Morty fan, and you haven't heard, Justin Roiland, who was a co-creator of Rick and Morty, not just a co-creator, but also uh, one of the voices is the voice of Rick and Morty and a couple other side characters in that show. Um, he was arrested for, what was it, domestic assault, domestic battery? Uh, I don't know the official... With the false imprisonment charge. Yeah. It with, was wild. And yeah. false imprisonment. The dude was it, was it was on some other shit. Dude. He had the Exorcist 3 playing in the background on some Dahmer shit. And Jesus. It was just fucking bad, dude. So yeah, uh, as soon as that news broke, Adult Swim uh, essentially fired his ass. Um, he's been fired from Adult Swim. No, will no longer be working on Rick and Morty. And uh, also, he, um, for those video game fans, there's a new game he had made with uh, Xbox and Microsoft called High on Life, which is, uh, looked like a pretty fun game. It's a first-person shooter, comedy, obviously, very much Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland-type humor that I heard was pretty good. But uh, uh, again, after this news, he's uh, stepped down from that. He's no longer with the video game company, no longer with Adult Swim. 
Motherfuckers probably just worried about not going to jail at this point. Yeah, which he's very well. I mean, and worried about money because I'm. Yeah, I'm sure as royalty. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, the way the contracts were, I don't know how the contract is, but he's probably losing a lot of fucking money with the all this bullshit. Waiting on a very expensive trial. Yeah, happen, which it's, uh, you know, he's yet to be. Mm-hmm. You know, convicted it's, yet, but he's been charged with a few things. And yeah, and it's just shitty news because, like, not only like is it like fuck, dude. As Rick and Morty fans, it's like, well, now our show's gonna fuck with. But even deeper, it's like, dude, if this dude did all this to a human being, like, this guy fucking sucks now. Like, this yeah. is kind of this guy might be a piece of shit. Yeah, it's one of those things where, as much as we love Rick and Morty, and like, you know, this this sucks so bad that we're losing that. You 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 just like, it's bigger than that. You know what I yeah. mean? It's bigger than the Rick and Morty at this point. And if this dude is is guilty of all this then by all means the show is comes last after he gets charged properly so yeah it's, and and here's a sad deal and that's and the other thing too not to like keep trashing Royland, even i mean like shit nothing, nothing but bad news out there about him right now though but uh apparently everyone else who works on rick and morty like uh other, the writer's room all the writers who are there every day for you know working on seasons animators other voice actors um, like it's been said that like honestly like they're not really worried about him being gone as far as it changing the show because since season three and this is again uh, what I've read from what they've said I don't know this for a fact but it's been said that Royland barely was even involved uh, after season three like they'd only know he was at the office uh, from what I read like anytime they heard his RC car like racing around or if they like heard TV from his office or something like that that's the only time they'd even know he was present on fucking on the property um like that's a red flag right there they should yeah. have known when he was riding around one of those rc cars man. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker's up to some crazy shit he's up to no good because that's an adult man he's and playing uh, with toys yeah and uh <laughs> yeah so really we don't we got to see if the show's going to be affected because from what they're telling us like hey they're like basically saying we didn't even need the motherfucker no yeah and for our sake because we love the show i hope that's the case i hope that you know, you know, he wasn't nearly a part of it so that the show could still run the way it is and we get to enjoy the Rick and Morty that we all love so much. But yeah. it's also a very well-timed tweet and, and article that comes out right after um, this news breaks. And it wasn't backlash is not the right word, but everybody pretty much unanimously was like on the side of like, oh, Rick and Morty, uncertain about Rick and Morty's future and like not not thinking that it's going to be very good in the, coming up. And so for them to let this out, it just it also could be just them saying this shit to try to keep people on the Rick and Morty train. Mm. And because it yeah, it probably did get a lot of negative feedback in terms of how the show's going to be moving forward for sure after that news broke. So I don't know if I take it too seriously if I take it legit, but I do hope for the sake of the show cuz I love it so much and it's so funny that that that's the case and man, they could just keep on doing what they're doing cuz they left for those of you that watch Rick and Morty, the storyline that they're leaving on is just fantastic, man. It's the greatest. But hot take though, the the show is declining. Like it's it's not as good as it used to be, in my in my opinion. No, I agree. And 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 they're getting more of a storyline set up and it's not just the simple bullshit that it used to be, which that was their good stuff. But uh if you man, I, I still think they're doing well with the storyline that they're doing because it connects back to some of that simple shit. They've been setting this up from the beginning. This is not something yeah. random they put together, but it is getting more serious, and it's not as fun, and it's just just straight-up funny as it used to be. You know what I mean? That shit used to be so fucking hilarious. Well, and don't get me wrong. I'll still watch it. Like, yeah, I still absolutely. enjoy watching it, and even yeah. without Royland, and if it is still, like, if it becomes a stinker, I'm probably still going to watch it, you know? Because I've, I've already watched so much of it, I have a little bit of 
time invested in it already, you know, I'll stick with it. I will say the newer seasons, of course, like have become more meta, almost to like a fault. A lot of people have been like, okay, like we get it. Campy. Yeah, it's like it's like we get it. You know that you're a TV show. You like to break the fourth wall, like because it's been done a lot now. Because that's just the way things are going. Because I mean, you can only, you know, all writing and all comedy and everything like. It keeps hitting its threshold with the new top project, the new biggest thing, the new biggest thing. Like, so you know, just with the way society is, people are like, oh, okay, I'm tired of it now. I'm over, yeah. over the whole Rick and Morty shtick, you know. Um, but I kind of like how they've kept it going. Yeah, they've gotten more meta. You kind of have to, but they've still made really good jokes of it, though. You know what I mean? They've they've been good at making fun of themselves as yeah. well as making fun of other people, and I really appreciate that still. So yeah, yeah we got to see. We gotta see. I root for it. I'm, I'm hoping it stays. I'm so. I'm hoping it stays good even after Royland's ass is gone. But yeah, only time will tell. No. Now there is one show that we all sitting here at this table absolutely love to death. Adore one, it. Uh, probably my favorite animated comedy of all time, and it has proven to stand the test of time. And it is coming out with its newest episode on its newest season tomorrow night, which is two or Wednesday. Yeah. Whatever the date is, you guys figure that part out. We're in 2023 now, some part in February. <laughs> First week of February. It's the 8th, buddy. It's What's the eighth? No, we're yeah. in the second week. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Time flies. Anyways, new episode of South Park tomorrow night. Um, 26th season. 26th season. On top of all the fucking specials they did there over the last couple of years, man, which those were bangers. And as Paul said, I mean, South Park has declined maybe a little bit over the last couple of years, but just... The levels that South Park is willing to go to and is able to go to and some of the comedy they still come out with is just absolute gold. It's still something I will watch probably until it fucking is over with. Yeah. And see, I, I don't even agree that it's declined. See, I think with a lot of things, you got to ignore recency bias and you got to ignore your nostalgia bias as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like the fact of the matter is fucking, um, you know what I mean? Guitar Quiro, that episode uh. is like... Of course, every time that's uh, on, that's going to hit and like these other episodes aren't. Because when we saw that, it, it, it has a special place in our hearts now. You're right. Those are you know gold, I mean? man. Those are those the, mid-seasons. Those, those certain episodes, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, it, is, it's, it, it can't really... Casa Bonita, you know what I mean? Like uh. the Casa Bonita episode, you can't replicate that. You know what I mean? So They're reopening. They bought yeah. Casa Bonita. Yeah, I saw that. It opens in May. We should make a fucking trek out there. Get some fucking... Dude, guys trip to Casa I Bonita. I so make a guys trip. Do a podcast in the cast. There's got to be some kind of hotel. Well, we'll just do the podcast in the whatever hotel we're staying in and do our review of Casa Bonita. That would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I'm super excited about this, man. South Park is always been my favorite. We make we try to not make show references too much, but if you talk to us when we're having personal conversation, I think me and Tyler reference either South Park or Family Guy in every conversation that we have. It's just pure gold. Not just in conversations. Uh, 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 real quick, just to go into it. I mean, it's old news for us, but since nobody here got to hear the the, the birthday special, you guys m- missed out on that uh, due to our little fuck-ups. Uh, one of Cody's gifts that I got for him, that I gave to him, was Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down. I hope we get to drop that one day because, like, nothing is going to match the reaction of when I pulled that fucking thing out. I... It was unbelievable. That was that. That's like definitely all time favorite gift that I've ever gotten from anybody. I've never laughed harder at something in my life for sure. Oh, and I was and shit faced when you gave it to me too. And, and that, yeah. Oh, we were so drunk. And that, and that was really the gift was was this the smile and just the the laugh that you were gonna get from 
the actual present that was a Family Guy reference. If you watch Family Guy, you'll get what we're talking about. If you don't, you probably have no fucking clue what they're like Lionel Richie. What the fuck does that just, have to do? Just with? Google Lionel Richie Family Guy, and the scene will pop right up. For yeah, you. and it's great. It's, yeah, you you won't you don't want to miss that. But yeah, Family Guy and South Park, you could reference them endlessly. They're they're so amazing. Uh, back to season one, all the way to this twenty six season. I think South Park has been great, and I'm hella excited. Um, I, I think they they're killing it. And I mean, Jesus Christ. The way the world is, they're never going to run out of content. They have no. so much, so much to speak on. And like, that's what I mean. Like, it, like to, it's elevated comedy, even though a lot of people associate it as toilet humor or like, you know, raunchy comedy. I mean, it is raunchy. I'll give them that. But it's elevated raunch. Like the, oh, social, elevated, com- yeah. the social commentary in so many of their episodes is like honestly deep and like almost like it's truly thought invoking after you get past laughing about it. You're like, if you think about it. Is is the way the, some of these people acted really that ridiculous, or is that how we honestly act in real life? <laughs> they, like, think they, about it. They do point out just how stupid adults can be in that show, like the way that. And I love it. The way that they overreact and everything. It's yeah, it's a simplicity, but the way it explains so much in a sense. And yeah, there's literally like a lot like morals that I live by that have come from South Park and like watching that shit. Absolutely, they, they satirical teach, genius. Yeah, yeah, the, the episode where Randy. Randy gets alcoholism and then he, he quits drinking entirely or he tries to quit drinking at the end of the stand is like you're a douchebag either way you're either a drunk if you drink too many you're a drunk if you don't drink at all you're a douchebag or like either way you don't have discipline you're trading one addiction for another and he's yeah. like just have discipline and it was like discipline discipline <laughs> it's incredibly racist if, you, if you're offended oh, yeah. by racism at all I guess it's not for you. Maybe don't give it a try. But I want even you... even those type of people though. If you, they watch more than a few episodes, oh yeah, they're like, okay, I get it. They get it because it's just like it's parody type shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And let me t- and and this and you know, the black jokes they make and coming from a black guy, absolutely genius. Because a lot of the jokes they make really are like, if you think about it, they're 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 kind of on our side. <laughs> like they're they're showing that like, hey, this is really how these people are treated, and like nobody does anything about it. Like. It gives a spotlight to it, even if it, even though it's, it seems like it's offensive. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing the, sh- the thing about the show and you know like the offensive stuff is that they attack everybody equally. Yeah. Probably aside yeah. from the Jews, There's nothing more. South fair. Park really goes after the Jews. <laughs> he really. <laughs> It's not South Park. It's just Cartman. It's just Cartman. It's just Cartman. It's a consistent theme of a hatred of Jews on that show. Well, and Paul still loves it. So what do you it's, it's South Park is my life, man. I like. I, I don't it's know. amazing. There's no other show that's been with me, or there's like nothing that's been with me as long as South Park. No, and it's been on literally our whole runtime. You're a year older than me, so like you, literally your entire. Because I think it was '97 when it came out. Yeah, yeah, so literally since you were born. Uh, it's a uh, it's been out. Software's been a thing. That's and great. I don't. I have a question off of this. I don't know if you guys agree. I have trouble, and with like South Park and Family Guy, or a lot of the animated comedies. Like, I have trouble going back and watching the first like two to three seasons. Like Family Guy and oh, South Park, yeah, I don't like like the first just because of the lack of animation and yeah, just the basic comedy. Like not basic, but you know there wasn't any money in it yet. And then yeah, like I mean it was it was ninety seven. Yeah. And yeah. obviously those shows are what got at the money, but man, like I don't know. Once you hit like season four, there's such a difference in the comedy and the and the quality of yeah and family guy, like the quality of animation that it's just like I can't and also go back you look after that. Also just like to just what the characters the way the characters are, like with any show uh uh, animated, live action, anything like it, it takes the show a couple seasons to really come into itself. You know what I mean? To where it gets its rhythm. You know what I mean? Like uh, me and Paul were talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia before. Oh, yeah. Another fantastic show. 
that um, one that one took off running. That, absolutely that hilarious. Never, yeah. But even if you you watch the first couple seasons of it, and uh, like they, it, you could tell like they don't have their tone yet. Like what it's known for now, like the just the fucking again raunchiness, the absurdity, like the over the top characters, like the, the way they are. Are so integral to that. I mean, it's yes. really just about knowing the characters, and once you do, yes, like, oh, okay, that's a great. that's a show sense. that's a show that has a great character bible where each character is their own person with the way they are, and like like I said, it took some time, probably like two three two three seasons before it really got that good, and uh, even though the early seasons are still really good, yeah, but you know what I mean, like it it, it has to become become itself, and no, it learns what's good, what the people like, and like oh, this is our this is our niche right here, boom, this is what our show is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fucking great. I will say though, with the, with the older episodes, I like going back and watching them as just kind of like a time capsule. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, especially with the South Park because it was stop motion before they, that, it was crazy. To, the yeah, the first animated. couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, man, it really came from this. Like this is where it started. Much funnier the facial expressions guys. on the early South Parks too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the facial expressions were much more drawn on and it was, I think it's great. <laughs> oh man. Back to sunny in Philadelphia though. Charlie not being able to read and hiding that is one of the funniest <laughs> character traits that's ever been put into TV. He thinks he's hiding it, but literally everybody <laughs> knows, knows he can't it's read. It's so good. That, that and the and then the uh, up until like the new, more recent seasons, uh, Mac being gay, but like in the closet gay, even though like everyone knows that yeah, yeah. he's gay. And it's, oh, there's there's so many good running jo- like that's a that's a show that is like a king of running jokes like going on throughout that's why they're funnier when you've like known seen all the previous episodes mm-hmm. you keep going on the fucking McPoyles dude or, it's oh. great I love I love all oh, Sunny and they're Eagles fans too by all the McBoyle twins and they're Eagles fans because they're from Philly baby so you gotta love that too oh, we're gonna get to your Eagles you still get to talk oh I, yeah I, that's I, up for the I end hate that, I hate that we're this late in the year and we're still talking about your fucking Eagles get I haven't been able to talk about well I haven't been able to talk about my Broncos really since it started it's, we got so, so much football stuff to cover because we've missed so many weeks yeah but, but we, we'll get there we'll get there yeah before we do that we do we actually have uh, we have two more things to talk about uh, we, know, it was preview man Oh no 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 you're good no I was gonna but I'm gonna I, I was gonna I say I just don't like when you yell at me on the podcast oh I'm sorry baby. yeah, no, yeah it's, like, come, yeah, it's, come, it's okay it's come, just... here, come here for this <laughs> mm. whoa whoa just kiss Cody on the nose that's where he likes him anyway uh, no I was pointing out we have our little our little game plan our little script here uh, there, there's something we forgot to add in there but I'll get to that mm. first thing we wanted to cover uh, the Last of Us TV show. I can't even. I don't even know if we got to talk about it at all since yeah, we had our issues. I'll say since since we've kind of been down and out, we we haven't covered it at all with anybody. Boy, if you haven't played the game, play the fucking game. It's amazing. Watch this TV show. A ten out of ten show. I think they've executed perfectly. And if you have played the game, I really recommend it because they found like a really dope balance of, um, like. Staying loyal to the game and like literally ripping scenes, dialogue, interactions, ripping them directly out of the game and boom, putting on the TV screen. And then also changing some major key events. Like there's some key changes that are like very interesting and like, huh, it's a different way to look at it. And uh, I think it's been really dope. And I, I again, I commend them for bringing on Neil Druckmann, um, who was the director and guy, one of the co-creators of the actual video game. Okay. They brought him on uh, and he's basically one of the showrunners for the actual show. And that's why this is one of those rare video game projects that is so good. Usually a lot of video game projects, movies or TV shows based on video games, usually suck, dude. Their track record is poor. Yeah. And it's because they don't take anything, they don't they don't take anything and give any respect or any love to the source material. They try to make their own thing, make it a cash grab just based off the name. Mm-hmm. That's not what they've done with The Last of Us. 
They're they're putting more love into this story. They're giving us a rehash that is thought through and kind of filling in the blanks of what you kind of missed if you played the game. And uh, yeah, boy, what can, I mean, not much else I can say. It's a ten out of ten show. It's been fantastic. Yeah, the four episodes have come out so far. Now we're getting the fifth. Actually, we get the they drop every Sunday, but I've heard that this this one's coming out on a Friday this week because because they don't want to compete with the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm makes sense. Everyone's gonna so I am for it. So Friday night we get the next Last of Us. But yeah, four Ooh. episodes so far, and it is so beautifully done. It has a beautiful pace about it. Like it's not it's not getting too ahead of itself. It's not doling on too long. And the stuff that does like kind of dole on is just just so well done. It's uh Pedro Pascal, man. That's oh Pedro uh, fucking it's, Pascal. It's ridiculous. That man is so fucking good at acting and what he does, man. He's killing it. The character I can't I don't know the actor's name, but the character that plays Ellie. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. She does a fantastic job. I've heard I didn't play much of the video game. I've heard her character's a little different from the video game's she version. Is. Okay. She is. And but not in a bad way. I do like how the, I, I like what she's brought. Um people be making fun of her how she looks. Y'all some motherfuckers. Y'all She's make fun of children. I ain't making fun Not of you. shit. I'm, t- I'm talking about like in like Twitter. Like in she is hilarious. Oh, she, oh, yeah. No, she's 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 given a lot of spunk, a lot more spunk to Ellie's character. And like I said, it's different, but uh, I've enjoyed it. It's in a good way. She's doing a good job. And you and you said that she's got her, you know, the, uh, the actor's got more of a uh, raw grittiness to her compared to what the, yeah, the video I, game character is. But I almost like that about her. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, yeah, it adds to the show so well and um. Yeah, I'm excited where they continue to see the, take this character, and it's uh, I know there's going to be a lot of developments, and people kind of know what's coming because they played the game, and I I'm one of those that just don't, so I uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, it's um, I've hey, enjoyed. Hey, it Fred, so quit talking so much, dude. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh damn, Fred. Sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Fred just, Fred just won't shut up over there. I was over here trying to fit this mic in my mouth, see if it fit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It okay. wasn't going to fit. Fred, Fred's useless for the you rest gotta of the episode. You got to work hard. Work on that jaw. <coughs> no, I fucking, I fucking like the show, man. It's good. It's a bit of a slow burn, which I appreciate. Yeah, it does have a slower pace, but I don't think it's too slow. I think no, no, not at all. They give it's, just enough. Well, if and they, it's, if uh, they give us the right amount of episodes, it's perfect. Exactly. If they do just 10, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for twelve, at least twelve. <laughs> Give me thirteen. Give me thirteen. That'd be good. That'd be good. I, I think they're really gonna pick it up, and I think with given that every episode's about an hour or forty-five minutes or so, like you really have a lot of time for character development, knowing you're gonna have multiple seasons, and and we don't even know if like, you know, say the first video game. I don't think they're gonna do the whole first video game at the pace they're at. They probably won't do the whole first video game in one season. They'll probably I've, gonna. I've heard different. I've heard they. I've heard they're gonna knock out the whole first game in season one and really? then get to the second game you in know, season two. You know how many episodes it's planned to be? Uh, I, uh, my assumption is ten, but I'm not sure. Usually, it most most HBO series go to like a ten to twelve run. Um, save for like Euphoria and like other weird shows like that. But for the most part, usually there's like ten to twelve episode runs. I think they still can do a lot because I think it's going to pick up a whole lot. I think they've done all the the character development and, mm-hmm. and the setup that they really need. And and I think, and you've said it too, based on what you've played in the video game, that what's coming on from here on out is going to be pretty insane. So yeah, I think they've given themselves plenty of time to give us all the action and shit that we could want. Oh, for sure. All that co- character development added on top of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, already where they're at, like at the show, this episode four, you. Pretty much almost halfway through the game, like storyline wise. Oh shit! Yeah, like I mean, they're almost pretty much there. I mean, there's still there's still a good chunk of stuff to happen, a lot of important shit. Um, Is it a short video game, like in terms of game? No, no, no it's a good it's a good length. I want to I I probably want to say 
12 to 15 hours. And that's just if you do straight storyline, no exploration with it. Wow. Like 12 to 15 hours. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it is moving along at a pretty fast pace. And um, speaking of video games, though, I have to, I have to brag on this. I know this is not on the list, but I recently started playing Hogwarts Legacy, man. And oh, yeah. That's a new game that's dropped recently. You got to have a new generation console. I had to, I had to finally cough up the money and get a PS5 so I could play this fucking game, but it yeah, was worth it, man. It, it will not be on PS4, Xbox One, the last gen, until I think like April. They're pushing it back a couple months. But right now it is on uh, next gen, and I, I still I have yet to get it yet, but Cody's speaking highly of it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll, do a, I'll wait next week to do a full review on that, but I... Uh yeah, because yeah, I'm not very I'm not very far into yeah. it right now, but it's, yeah, yeah, it I just wanted gameplay. to shout it out because it is, it is a lot of fun so far. I mean, it's only been out what 24 hours, right? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I've heard of, I've heard of not just from you on Twitter, from other people. I've heard a lot of good things already about it. That it's a solid ass adventure, Harry Potter. It's beautifully done. Angle, in terms yeah, of graphics and everything, beautifully done already. That's I'm a I'm a big Harry Potter fan too, so that's that's dope. Read the books a lot as a kid. I was a nerd. And I didn't didn't get bitches. So yeah, it was it was doing that. <laughs> Those books were fantastic, man. All uh, seven of them. Yeah, there's only seven fantastic. books, eight movies. I don't even think I've gotten through all eight movies, man. I fall off on the last couple. I'm, I'm more of a book guy. When I've read the books, I have trouble watching the movies because I'm always like, ah. I'm always, I'm one of those people that's like, ah, the book's better. Yeah. I know that's probably a douchey they, thing to no, say. They are. <laughs> the book's always better. The he, book is always better. Nine point nine 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 times out of ten, the book's always better. You Always. have more of a connection with the book because it's your own fucking mind producing the images. You're syncing with the words. Like Much more know. detailed, and yeah, you yeah. form your you form your own movie in your head, basically. And so, like, yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, it's better, just way better. I don't know. Read, read more, people. You heard it here from Suds and Buds. Cheers to that. I haven't read a book. I mean, yeah, I, I used to be a big reader. I haven't read a book in like five years, so yeah. I can't say read more. I've, you know, I'm I've a read friend. one book in my entire lifetime. What book was it? To Kill a Mockingbird. Hellphone. What? Wait, Hold what? Up. In like this seventh grade. No, wait, wait a minute. Hell, wait a minute. Oh, no how was it? Did you like it, Fred? It was pretty good. No, everybody. I, no, I want to find this book and read it. Now. Everybody had to read To Kill a Mockingbird when we was growing up. I'm talking about like by myself. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Every, th- every time they told us to read something in school, I didn't read it. <laughs> I believe that entirely. No you didn't read Where the Red Fern Grows? <laughs> no. Uh, you don't know what happens at the end of the Where, where the Red Fern Grows? Uh, I can tell you. Oh my wow. gosh! Grapes wow. of Wrath. Nope, oh, I didn't read Grapes of Wrath. Uh, of Mice and Men. You never read of Mice and Men? That's what I was thinking. Is that the that's one when Lenny dies? Yeah, that's yeah. look at the flowers, Lenny. Yeah, I know that part. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to read the book. The book is really no, good. No Shakespeare. The book is phenomenal. Nope. Romeo Sh- and Shakespeare. Nope. Two households, both alike in dignity, from nope. Verona, where we lay our scene. No. A Midsummer's, <laughs> Midsummer's Night Dream. Nope. God damn, you're missing out. Like didn't okay. read nothing. Catcher in the Rye. Shouts out! Shouts out to the to the school system. What little shouts out they get? What or I guess shout out to the teachers because the books that they did make us, us read made us read. They were pretty fucking fantastic, man. Some classics. There, there they some they great let, books. They let you read the classics. Mix. To Kill a Mockingbird is a good one. That that one actually was one of the ones that was like, okay, this one was a good fucking book. Yeah, that shit was fire. That nigga Fred looked like Boo Radley too. He don't even get the re- fucking Ooh. reference. Who? Yeah, Have Boo. You seen the movie? Boo. Nigga, boo. Animal Farm? No, Animal Farm. Animal Farm, another <laughs> good one. That one was a good farm. one. That, that one phenomenal. That one teaches you a lot about motherfucking politics and control. Goddamn, that's yeah. the one you should read, Fred, for real. nothing. That's one, that's one you, like, I would read that as an adult and enjoy that, that would book. would be fun. I, I only read it as a kid, but it would be fun to read as Go a back kid. and reread that shit. Yeah, dude, that would be a good one. Hey, the so, Russians are brutal, man. Oh, no, no. They're, they're, they're fucking, I ain't fucking you know. With, I ain't fucking with them Russians. Should we just turn Russian this podcast writers. into a book club? 
Is that is that what we're is that, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> is that what we're talking about well, here? We'll have to start reading then, of course. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Book Club. <laughs> well, you, you got to start reading, so I've already lost one of them. This uh, this week we were going to be going over Fifty Shades of Grey. Paul will be reading the first chapter. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be even better. We could do like book like a reading of the chapter, yeah. Christ, and then an analysis of it. We can we, we can us. we can like popcorn read. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred hated that, that in ma- school. Oh, I did too. That should have make you nervous. You start stuttering out of nowhere. I always hated when I look ahead to see where I came and I got the biggest sentence on the whole page. <laughs> oh, when you had to do a paragraph <laughs> and then you look at your paragraphs like a page and a half. I'll be, I'll be yeah. doing the same shit. But see, <laughs> but see me, I'm the, I was the opposite because, see, I was only good at reading. I wasn't good at nothing else. So I was happy to read for the class. But I, I, every time it was my turn, I get the little short ass paragraph that had like two sentences, and I had to stop talking. You know, I like to talk. <laughs> you were probably excited as fuck. I couldn't to get wait, out, to, and I get the show, and then old fucking uh, uh, Bucktooth Billy that can't read for shit gets the big ass paragraph. Jesus Christ! Today, and yeah, it was fucking. Yeah, I mean, I didn't enjoy school. I was a little. I was a better reader than everyone. I could read, but when I, I still have problems reading, like out loud. Yeah, I read way better. If I'm reading in my head, I could probably read a, a like a page out of a book in my head. I could read it probably three times the speed I could read it out loud. Yeah, because I get to stuttering and, and you know messing up little little sentences and stuff. But Tyler, I imagine you're the one that like you know as you're reading, you even give like characters different voices and stuff as you yeah, read yeah. the dialogue. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know how active my imagination is? Absolutely. There's a different face, voice, person, everyone. Yeah, I, I take everything out of the book. Right now, I'm uh, I'm reading Misery by Stephen King, and I've seen the movie already. A fantastic movie with Kathy Bates, James Caan. But um, wow, what a, the book is gripping. And believe it or not, in the book Misery by Stephen King, the crazy bitch that the book is about, guess where the fuck she's from? Bakersfield. Bakersfield, California, bro. Stephen King name drops our town and shit about our town a couple times in the book. Well, it's probably yeah, factual, but you know. This place sucks. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it isn't, he doesn't even rip into the town. He rips into this crazy bitch. But Killing County. Anyway, oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that, we need to watch that. Colin Kaepernick's that. documentary. Yeah, about, about our county, dude. Corrupt as shit. Everything's corrupt. But uh, before we move on to sports and get all into that, there was something we have to talk about that it, it makes me funny that Cody doesn't even remember it. Cody totally slipped his mind, even though. He's always about his, ooh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on riding that dick. I'm all over it. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. Why are you yelling? Because uh, you make me mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to talk about Wait. your little punk-ass DC slate. Yeah, new exactly. DC announcement oh, that James Gunn has made. I get now I understand where your hatred's coming from. Because you, you love it so fucking much. And I am you excited. Hate, you hate that I'm right. You hate, You're that, not right. You hate that I'm right. And Marvel's still more exciting because Kang the Conqueror is coming. I don't even know who that is. I, ha- I still, I'm. You don't I'm, know who half the people in this DC slate are. I'm completely falling off of all of Marvel. Like I haven't, I haven't watched the last Black Panther, and I'm, I'm not watching Dude, anything after. That's that. what I mean, and that's why you, that's why your opinion is the most invalid thing ever. They lost me. No, if they wanted me to watch Black Panther. They should have, they should have kept me on the hook. You know what I mean? It's more of a punishment for them. By that logic, why are you giving DC anything? Well, I guess no, that's not that's not yeah, fair. Because so yeah. James Gunn's new, mm-hmm. so that's fair. It's a whole brand new thing. So I guess that that part is fair. But, however, I think you gave up on Marvel way too quick, and you haven't even watched enough of its early 
slate that's building up everything to to make your opinion. You haven't watched any of it. So yeah, go ahead and you go ahead and give out your the slate of the. So first of all, before I get in, uh, into these movies and confuse anybody, the current DC movies out now are leading into this new uh, reset, basically. So obviously, we people know the new Shazam is coming out. Mm-hmm. We're getting Shazam. James Gunn said that movie looks great. Then we're getting the Flash movie on June 16th of this year. And now James Gunn has also said this Flash movie is one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. He like commanded the director and he was like, yo, this movie is amazing and it's going to be the hard reset for the universe. Oh, it's this, all, that's a full hard reset. This is from James Gunn. It's going to reset the universe and open up their new slate, which will start with Blue Beetle uh, starring homeboy from uh, Cobra Kai, Miguel, uh, is doing that. Then we got Aquaman, The Last Kingdom. Because it turns out Momoa is staying as Aquaman, baby. Okay. Keeping, we, Momoa will not be playing Lobo as we had uh, thought or rumors are going around. He will stay Aquaman. Uh, and then we get into all the new shit that James Gunn is and Peter Safran are currently overheading. Starts off with Creature Commandos. It's an animated series. Um, don't know much about these. The, the, he's doing a lot of unknown. Like he, is, D, I, I, he does Z-list superhero characters and makes them really fucking good, though. So... I'm excited. It's an animated series that um, he has said is going to... So animated and live action are all in the same storyline thing. It'll be the same actors that do the voices and act in the live action. And like, even though it's animated or live action, it's all the same like plot and storyline going on. I'm really on. excited to see how he takes that because I love my yeah. animes. I love my animated shows. Yes. So this is, is going to be a fun to have that I think cross into the, uh, you know, real life. That'll yeah, I think, I think that's super interesting. Go ahead, Paul. It'll be sick because uh, I remember as a kid, I, I'm not super into the superhero stuff. I was never like as deep into it as you guys are. But as a kid, you'd watch like Batman or something and oh, then you'd see yeah. the Boomerang cartoons and mm-hmm. it was a different Batman. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. That's not bad. Like, it's not the same voice as Batman. Yeah, they're keeping everything consistent, uh, even though they're changing mediums of how they're presenting it. You know what I mean? Um, so I really like that. But after Creature Commandos, we're getting a Waller series about Amanda Waller. We all know her. Viola Davis is doing it. So Beautiful. Beautiful. The, literally, the, nobody has anything bad to say about Viola Davis. No. You don't. You like <laughs> You don't. He got. And if you, and if you do got something bad to say about her, come see me personally. <laughs> and I got something to, something to say to you, motherfucker. She's play, as, as bad as DC has failed in all their attempts thus she's far, the she's shining played star. such a fantastic Amanda Waller. It's, Perfect. it's beautifully done. And yeah, I'm so excited to get a... Is it a, it's a movie about her or an actual series about her? Do you know? I, I think it's a... I think it's an actual movie about her, right, Tyler? Is it a movie about her? It is a series. Oh, it's, it's a series. Yeah, about her. Okay, which is series. even better because a lot more character development than it. And yeah, and I, I believe unless I don't unless I'm wrong, this is taking place in between Peacemakers one because we we, have, we already had Peacemaker season one with John Cena. If you haven't watched that, it's fucking amazing. But um, this is like in between that, and then we're gonna get Peacemaker season two oh, after this, and yeah, they're, they're like they're, those are gonna be like kind of connected storylines that also connect into the main. Everything that they're doing connects on to their main story thing they're doing right now. There's going to be a connecting piece. <coughs> All right. After we get the Waller series, uh, this is not coming until uh, 2025 now, this next thing I'm saying. But it's huge. Written and directed by James Gunn, uh, Superman Legacy. Uh, and it's going to focus on a younger Clark Kent slash Superman and like his life uh, as being Superman and working at the Daily Planet. Yeah. I don't think I'm really going to be able to celebrate this win of getting dc on my you know choosing dc so early until probably like 
2028 because it seems like they're doing such a slow development into yeah. the future. And I and I like it and I support As they it, should. which they should because it's been such a rough few years in the past. Quality. Well, it's, well, it's, I'm finally glad Warner Brothers is giving him the time because that's why DC has been so shitty recently. They don't understand that quality takes time. Yeah. You can do quantity and give us all these fucking lame-ass adapt- adaptations that are just cash grabs, but... To, to do what Marvel did, like, bro, they planned, Kevin Feige planned that shit for a long time. Like, that was years in the making. What we got with Endgame and all that shit, like, th- there's a reason why, like, this with the Marvel you watch now, Cody, there's a reason why this shit's never going to satisfy you, bro. That shit was literally almost like t- 10 years in the making. It took a, it took a decade to build up those emotions. because it, 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 It's time. It takes time. I know, but I don't want to reset when I already, you know, you can't re, it's hard Too to bad. reset something that you love so much already. It's just, I can't do it. I'm not, yeah, well, I'd just rather jump train to something else. This well, this, this, this reset is what's happening with DC and, uh, yeah, it, well, yeah, it, it, it really, the DC train. It, I jumped on it before yeah. the reset. So. Yeah, 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 whatever. It really kicks off with Superman Legacy Boom by James Gunn. Now, I, I'm, I'm going in order here of when these projects are coming out, but I will say of what has been announced, Superman's only my third and most anticipated. Mm-hmm. My first anticipated comes out after the Superman movie, and it's a live-action series, a show, not a movie. It's the Lanterns. Beautiful. Oh, my God. We are finally getting Green, and we're getting John Smith and Hal Jordan. For those that don't know the names, that's the Black Green Lantern and the White Green Lantern, because there's both in the comic books. There's two different, like, main Green Lanterns. And uh, we're going to get both of them working together, and it's going to be like a detective-style, like, they're trying to solve a crime and shit that leads into the that also connects with the whole main um, universe plotline. And uh, dude, oh my god, I, I'm so ridiculously hyped for this shit. James Gunn himself compared it to like True Detective with superhero Green Lanterns. And if you haven't seen True Detective from HBO, I haven't. Oh my god, that that, that gave me a hard on. Like <laughs> to mix to combine those two, dude. True Detective is amazing. To do it a, a storyline like that with Green Lanterns. Oh boy, like, come on now. Paul, I don't know if you ever watched the old DC cartoons, but the Green Lantern in the old cartoons, bro, used to whoop that. And the Justice League cartoon, Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter were Loki the strongest uh, motherfuckers. Damn, I never seen that shit. I never seen Classic, it. classic shit to watch. And I'm excited for that, especially because there's no superhero that DC has trashed more with their cinema, like trying to make it into movies than Green Lantern. I yeah. Did, the gr- I did see that shit. And it was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. 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 So they, uh, to, I think they're like, I, I think James Gunn is really going to do this one right. Do the Green Lantern mm. justice for once, man, and really bring them into the it's, DCs the way they should be brought in. So. Yeah. It's gotta be good, dude. Um, yeah. After that, we get uh, another film called the authority. Um, don't know much about that one. I remember him saying it's, an, it's another uh, Z-list ensemble of like lesser-known superheroes. But I mean, like, it has a fan base. People know about it. I don't know too much about it. That's coming out. Going to be good. After that, we have another series called Paradise Lost. This takes place uh, back in the day on the island where Wonder Woman's from, Themyscira or something like that. And uh, yeah, um, he, he, um, this is gonna be another like series that really focuses on everything going on over there, like its own story type storyline type thing. And it'll be really interesting because the Amazonians, the Amazons, those women, they're some motherfucking G's. Don't don't don't, don't sleep oh, yeah. on them. Don't sleep on them females. I think in that video he put out too, he said this one is gonna be a little bit. It's like she has way more of a harsh upbringing 
yeah. than Wonder Woman. Like it's a whole different perspective of that of that world. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with that one. That one is interesting. Um, and after that, we have another movie, which is my second most anticipated. And it went from three to one to two. I don't know that's weird, but it's order they come out. It's the next Batman movie, baby. And it is called Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm. And it will focus, it's based off of Grant Morrison's uh, comic book run of, of Batman. Uh, Grant Morrison was the guy that like wrote and headed over, headed over that comic book series. Uh-huh. That's what this one is inspired by. It's about Batman and his son, the very last Robin, because there's a lot of different people who have been Robin for Batman throughout his like age or okay. throughout his lifetime. Uh-huh. It's the last Robin, his own son, Damian Wayne, who was like more of like an assassin type Robin because mm. he grew up training with Batman, his dad. Like yeah. obviously the closest type of connection from with a Robin and Batman, his actual father. Um, and I'm really excited to see what they do with that one. That is going to be crazy. Obviously, it'll be a little bit of an older Batman that we're going to get because now he's going to have his kid. And I'm guessing it's a complete reset on character or actor that's going to be portraying Batman. Yes, it will okay. be a new Batman actor. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it. They did, I mean, The Batman, obviously, if you've listened to your top ten list, Loved you it. love The Batman. So, But that was just kind of a standalone film, or are they, are they going to go into that more? So here's what it is with that. So with films like that, Matt Reeves, the Batman, um, the Joker movies uh, th- that are done by those, um, Teen Titans Go, Superman and Lois, like some of those CW shows, those will also keep going on. There'll still be other DC projects like that. Those, however, will not be connected to this universe that James Gunn is personally heading. What those will be known as is DC Otherworld. Okay. Yeah, and it will be labeled as such. He said it's going to be clear and, and direct, like, hey... This is DC, but it's not connected to all the other like main like build up stuff. Like all these movies with like, oh, cameos and this connects to that movie, that movie. These movies will be their own thing and it's it'll be labeled as such. So yeah, Robert Pattinson's the Batman. Um will be we're still getting a sequel for that. We're still getting the Batman 2. We're still getting that Joker sequel with Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh. And they will they'll just be like their own things. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, which uh, I like. I really like that they're doing that. They're they're still giving people alleyways and pathways to do more DC projects even if they don't connect. I think that's genius because you get more stories and you get more money. Which is... Win-win for everybody. Which is smart because it's, uh, that's what the comic books did. That's what yeah, the comic yeah. books... They had multiverses. The comic exactly. book had different comics that were not anything about the main... You know, I, I didn't know much about a story. I don't know if there was a main storyline in comics, but, you know, there was so many different... Your point's still valid. Yeah, like, there, versions it's, of it. There's that, different like, things, yeah. Why not do it in this world and still have one main universe that you're following and have these... Different ones that could still be quality films. So, exactly. bravo to James Gunn on that idea. Exactly. And uh, to finish it out here, we got three more projects. Uh, we got Booster Gold is another series. I guess Booster Gold is a a superhero who is from the future, and he's like a loser in his timeline, like his presence uh, from the future. He's like a loser, regular average dude, and he goes back in time with like his future tech and all his future knowledge, and is a superhero in the modern times now, and he can actually like be cool or whatever. So... Sounds very lot of lot of absolute material there for a great comedy series, great drama, comedy, whatever they want to do with that. That could be good. After that, we get a Supergirl movie, and uh, what this has been said by James Gunn will be like a darker take on Supergirl. It's uh, basically oh, that's how what it is. I yeah. was confused about the other one. Oh, okay, I see. What you, yeah, it's like a basically like. So Superman was raised by obviously the Kents, and yeah. he became you know raised on Earth like that. This is going to show how Supergirl was raised off like a piece of Krypton that was like left over 
and she's seen all like the the damage like, her own planet destroyed. She saw all that. She had to deal with that. She, she's a much more jaded character, you know, like not as like oh easy going. Like she's seen the the dark side of like what humanity and what the world can be, um, just with everything. And so I'm really excited to see what they do with that. See who they get to play Supergirl. That'd be really important. Hopefully they get someone who can who can really bring it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. They, they want to go for a deeper version of this character. I think that'll be really good. And James Gunn, I trust. So like, I believe he's gonna get it right, no matter what. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not doubting the man at all. And to finish it out, the last thing he announced, um, really, really exciting for this one. It's Swamp Thing, and this he said will be a horror movie. It will be a horror superhero film around Swamp Thing, and will also connect into the main universe plotline. I'm yeah, I'm so so excited because this is supposed to be a real like horror type series. Like this is, I expect James Gunn to get really like like raw and gritty on this one for is sure. That one a series or a movie? That is going to be a movie. I oh, I might have fucked up then. Oh, it's going to be a movie. Way, I'm super super into that. Don't know nothing about the origins of Swamp Man or whatever it is, but uh, that just sounds like something you'd be into, oh, yeah, huh? I'm yeah. Not, <laughs> oh no, it's going to be good. It's going to be fan. really good, Huge and that, and. And uh, he has said this is all that's been announced so far. But Gunn has said that uh, this isn't the full slate for the first. Uh, he called it chapter of uh, what the whole like thing is going to be. In this first chapter, he called it chapter one: gods and monsters, which is what covering Superman, all these monsters, all that stuff. The, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. I'm super excited, dude. I I think James Gunn can kill it. I think he can kill it. When it comes to anything with swamp water, love it. The texture, the taste, the Paul, smell. I'll say, Paul, Paul drank that oh, shit for months. Paul was hooked on this Swamp Man thing. It's just, yeah. just all in on it. Or is it Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing. Man, Swamp Thing Man. He's not a man anymore. He's man a Bear Pig? pig, pig <laughs> Shouts out to Man Bear Pig. <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to that. But um, Could you knock Man Bear Pig out in a fight if they offered you a million dollars? Bro, because you're dead. Like no, I don't. I can't take a million dollars when I'm dead. So absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near Man Bear. He literally Pig. beat up the devil, bro. Mm. He put hands on the devil, mm. bro. I forgot the devil tried to square up with him and just got his shit rocked. Like, dude, if you haven't watched South Park, quit fucking around. Come on. You might need to just turn this off and go watch it. I, I, I will we sacrifice. Already. I'll say I'll sacrifice our views, our listens, just for you guys to go enjoy South Park. No. All right, well, listen. Let's let's not let's not get on South Park too much. Let's both. talk more about the swamp water. Last of Us, <laughs> there was a little bit of swamp water in one of the episodes. Man, that shit looked really nice. A fantastic show. Hey, he, 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 Paul's crediting the set department and the makeup department and all the set design. Facts. He's he, he's a. You know what? I, you know, at first off, we're gonna s- stop here, um, <laughs> since. <laughs> no, I've totally forgot something here. We haven't even properly introduced Paul because Paul's first intro was on my birthday episode and oh. never got released. Oh my god. Do and they not know ha- who you are? I'm the Swamp Man. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the Swamp Man Fields. Yeah. No, I'm what can I say about Paul, dude? Oh yeah. my god. I've seen this dude wrestle a grizzly bear on top of a mountain in a rainstorm while his uh, fucking girlfriend was on her period. He has the bear coat to prove it. That's the crazy part is it's got the little blood stain on it and everything, bro. I dude got, got McLovin. Oh, and he handled it like a like a man. I, no, like uh no, Paul Paul's the greatest guy ever. Dude. Paul was the first caller and he called him like the first Yes, they've heard of him, yes. Yes, and yeah, he is also my roommate and yeah, as in the the new full time member of the Suds and Buzz podcast. So yeah, welcome, welcome, Paul. Even though it's been 
you know, 47 minutes and we're just now properly introducing you. Well, you know, we, one day it'll all come out on the lost tapes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, we can, we could, we could sell that for like a lot too. Like we'd be like, oh my God, there's episodes that they've talked about and then heard them. We got to find it. And then we can like make a scavenger hunt. Collect Ooh, all that like money, that dude. Hunt, we can make a deal with Mountain Dew. Every time they buy a bottle, they get a clue. For <laughs> so, I mean, everybody makes down. money. Always down to do the do. Well, since since we're um, since we're talking about Paul, I want to go ahead and jump onto Paul's favorite subject, which involves sports. And before we get into the Super Bowl, because Tyler's got plenty to say about his Philadelphia Eagles, he has had he has had three weeks of not been able to say shit. So. Get ready for that. But before we get into that, on Saturday night, we have quite the card. We have UFC 284, Makahev versus Volkanovsky. Oh, man. This is going to be a tough one. And you guys know how how high I am on on Makahev as I Makachev. Makachev? Makahev? I heard the guy on the podcast say Makahev, and that's what's screwed me. I don't know. Dude, I'm not going to lie. You should listen to Paul. We we watched the fight the other day, and Paul Paul literally didn't get get anyone's name wrong. And these were hard. These were difficult names. I watched a lot of it. I watched too much of it. He knows what he's talking about. They say Makachev on the broadcast. Okay, Islam Islam Makachev. Okay, Islam Makachev. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, well, either way, I've been high on him. Um... And I think he has the advantage in this fight because he is a much bigger guy. But, man, he's facing the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter in the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, coming Ooh. up a weight class. But um, this man is – if you haven't watched him fight, man, Max Holloway is one of my favorite fighters, everybody's yeah. favorite fighter. He fights Love so Maxie. fucking good. The last fight, Volkanovsky made him look like child's play, man. This dude is on a different level, elite, man. I don't want to so talk I'm so excited crazy. for this. Uh, Paul, go ahead and go ahead and give your give us a take, man. I know you're excited to talk about this fight. I mean, if I if I had two hours, I'd break down everything on it. <laughs> yeah, just from a quick little take on from, this fight from the from the prelims on up. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the main event in particular is really interesting. I saw a uh, a picture the other day. Let me see if I could pull it up real quick. Um, these dudes have so much in common in terms of their career: Islam Magachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. So let's see. Um, it's the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in Alex Vol- Volkanovsky. Right. The number two pound-for-pound, pound-for-pound. I'm having a really hard time with that. <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> um, in Islam Makachev. Yeah. Uh, Volk's got a 12-fight win streak. Islam's got an 11-fight win streak. <sighs> they both have 15 career wins by finishes. Um, they both only have one loss. Yeah. And in their last fight, they beat a former UFC champion. The both of them. That's insane. Like, that's it's almost scripted. Like how it's, it's almost like a movie, dude. It makes a little bit more sense why they chose to let Volk go up and do this. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, man, I don't know what to do here. And if and the, and the thing is, I was rooting for Makachev, Makachev the whole time. But then a man that I am, I'm a sports better, you know. Yeah, you got a bad sports better. So I look at the odds. You always you bet been. the jar on him, right? I have I have bet the jar on Makachev. Before. Yeah, yeah, you in his yeah. before. And I was almost confident that I was going to do it again. Oof. But then yeah, we'll get in the other fights really quick, but I'm just going to do this now. So let's let's go ahead and look at these odds here because you tell me why the number 1 pound for pound fighter in the world is a plus 320 underdog in this fight. 
Whoa, the underdog. Now I understand why he might be an underdog, but plus three twenty. Now you got it. You got. He still might lose this fight, but plus oh, three twenty. Just plus three twenty. So they made you an offer you can't refuse. So folks, so folks, here it is. It's been a while. We've been off the air for a while. <laughs> Woo! That's the jar, Alexander Volkanovsky. <laughs> and this is one I'm very well willing to lose. Because the reward is so worth it. But if you get and it it's right, so, he could, and it's not, it's not plus three twenty. I don't care what people say; it's going to be a better fight than that. I believe. So I am Team Volkanovski now. As much as I love Makachev, Team Volkanovski, we're betting the jar, baby. That that money is too hard to refuse. So I, I love it. And for everyone that's saying, "Why would Cody risk any money like that?" Obviously, you've never won anything in your life. You don't know what it's like to risk that biscuit and take it and make some tricks. Obviously, you don't know Cody. I'm feeling yeah. high after that goddamn Jaguars win over the yeah. Chargers. I don't know if that got talked about enough, but, man, what a great bet the jar that was, man, and we're going to keep it rolling. Don't bring that. All the Charger fans are going to get pissed <laughs> at us again. Don't do that. They are so mad at us. I'm sorry. but Paul's here right now. Just, just it was an easy on. call. It was move an on. easy Paul's call. A, Paul's a Chargers fan. For those that don't know Paul, he's us. I mean, look, the Jags didn't do anything with it. That's true. That's it doesn't true. matter. I just need, I just needed that money that day, That's and true. I got it. And you know what? I'm a I didn't big, need it, I'm a but bigger I fan of you than I am the Chargers, so I'm happy for you. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, I forget you're a Chargers fan, half ass. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm half ass. Well, what do you I'm think? Half-ass. What do you think I'm about a San me? Diego Chargers fan? You yeah. haven't been. No, nah, you haven't been a full Chargers fan since Ladanian Thompson. Let's be Facts. real. Facts. How do you feel about me betting the Jar Volganovsky? Because I know for the first couple months since. We've been, you know, you move back and stuff. I've been hammering how Makachev was going to win this fight, and now I'm all of a sudden putting my money on Volk. Well, you changing your mind doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. Okay. Um, I, I like it. I like Volk. I want him to win. I see that line, and I think it's disrespectful. I feel like if you're going to put money on it, why not throw it on the underdog with that line? Mm-hmm. Especially when the underdog is who he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not like it's not like he's some buster walking out there. You know what I mean? Not at yeah. all. And but you know what he said too, in the past in interviews he said he loves being the underdog. Who doesn't? He's always the underdog too. Oh, all those fights against Max, he was the underdog. I'm mm. pretty sure. Yeah, I think he might have had the slight edge in the third and final fight between the two, but it was more than a slight edge that that guy had. Well, well no, I mean like on the yeah, numbers. Yeah, no, I'm oh my god, he tore him apart, man. Yeah, it was a crazy performance. But and yeah, no, I like the bet. I like the bet. Who else we got on that card? Yeah. So speaking of that, if you're gonna keep the if you're gonna keep the money rolling a little bit, this next fight, Josh Emmett versus Yair Rodriguez. Yair. Okay, Rodriguez. I know, I know, yeah. I know Rodriguez. I know that name. Yair Rodriguez is the favorite in this fight. So, um, I'll, before Paul, you get into it, I think personally, I'm, I'm just gonna sprinkle a little bit of money on a parlay: Josh Emmett and Volkanovski. I think that's the wrong one to parlay. I, I think, think you need to be careful with these parlays, yeah. buddy. Last time you're you did gonna, this, I'm not betting the jar on it. The jar is the jar is going just I on think that that's Okay, a bad idea. Okay, I think that's not the right fight. We'll talk to, to me. Yeah. This that's the expert there. That fight is way too interesting and the even match stylistically. Uh, it's hard to bet on that. Yeah, it's hard to bet on. Well, that's that. what makes it fun. That's the fun of betting. Well, but though. if you're gonna, you could you know do a separate prop on that. Don't parlay it with your bet. No, the jar. well, no. My bet the jar is my bet the jar. I'm gonna put uh, money just on Volkanovski. That's why I said I'm gonna sprinkle oh. a little money on a parlay and probably put Josh Emmett with, in it with Volk. Mm. You know, a little underdog parlay. We'll do a little underdog parlay. Yeah, I still don't see how that. that's the right one. Yeah, know. how do you? Well, how do you feel? You he's feel not, like he's he, just not feeling it, dog. You're gonna sprinkle some on uh, a different fight. Oh, let's see. 
Well, let's get into this. Let's get into y- Rodriguez and uh, and fucking Emmett. What, what's your thoughts on this fight, personally? Yair is is like a very erratic striker. He throws spinning shit consistently, but not in a not in a sloppy way. Mm-hmm. All the time, when he's tired, he can get a bit sloppy. But he's a fucking all over the place, aggressive striker. Josh Emmett can be a bit more of a counter striker. But he's just got a right hand that will mm, put you like, out. Put you out like a fucking brick, man. Watch his knockout against Michael Johnson. I mean, fucking just overhand right. Oh, vicious. Sleeps in one shot. Um, Knew a nigga named Michael Johnson in high school. I don't even know how far. Oh, I'm looking at Yari Rodriguez right now. That's what I'm doing. Don't worry. Don't mind me. Oh, okay. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> the picture of yeah. a naked man on Cody's phone, but uh, let's move that? on. That's a different Yair you're looking up. Uh, <laughs> No, that one. If I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Twenty nineteen. That's when that knockout was. Ooh. See, I was doing research. I was looking yeah. at the right shit. And and he had, if you watch Yair's last fight against Max Holloway, he did really well, man. He lost. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was unanimous unanimous decision. Am I? Yeah, I was. It? Yeah, I was pretty unanimous. Um, but he, I mean, he fought well, and he fucking he lumped up Max quite a bit, which tends to happen when Max fights, but. Yeah. Max still dominated that fight though. It was a pretty yeah. clear win. Yeah, he, no, he definitely won. No no question. Put there. them tips on him, boy. Yeah. Um so yeah, but I'm gonna ride with Josh Emmett here just because, you know, I'm riding the money train and I'm liking the underdogs here. So I'm gonna ride with Josh Emmett and I just he does he's a powerful man and he's got a powerful strike. And if you could just catch catch them guys that do all that crazy shit, just one right counter strike. Uh, could drop him. You never know. I don't know. Yeah. Paul doesn't Make believe in it, so I don't know. Paul is usually know. better than Paul think, at UFC betting. It, so and he is though. He oh, is, is he? That's I, factual. I, I, I tend oh. to. I think it's. I got bad juju on me, so I, <laughs> I, I accidentally put curses and hexes on things. It's because you need to be a trainer. You'd be a great. Tra- if you got Cody, in, uh, Cody wanted no, to be a I'm fighter. Not doing this shit. Don't. Fred, what, don't, don't get you, back Cody in this. could do no. it. I could totally train Cody. Cody could do it. Cody's told me numerous times he cannot take getting punched in the head. I don't want to get punched in the head, bro. Well, that's why you train not to get punched, man. It's yeah. still going to happen. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> eventually. It's and inevitable. I'm going to be in the heavyweight division. Dude, if, uh, I, if I can catch you. I, if I'm your trainer, we're going up to like a mountaintop. I mean, I know absolutely nothing. Full isolation. You're on a mountaintop just balancing there for like, I don't know, three months. No food, no water. Like like Rocky. No and you, you, you come back and you're. You're just like you could teleport and shit. like Rocky <laughs> Four, like like when he trained in Rocky Four. Remember when he had to go off to the, the like yeah yeah. You, he he went out to that fucking cabin out there. Yeah the yeah. No, this is gonna be way more spiritual than that though. Okay, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, if we'll we're gonna do that. If you could take me to the top of like a really high mountain and we can train there isolated yeah. for seven eight months. Yeah yeah. No food, no no water well, for the first three, and you have to balance on, I, I, on the rock. <laughs> Like, You're not gonna be fed for the first three months. How else are I you gonna to unlock that, that, that I need power? To survive. <laughs> I can't die. Do you remember? Do you remember how uh, Christian Bale trained with Liam Neeson in the first Batman movie? Yeah, but, yeah that's that's pretty much how it's gonna be. Well, if, you if won't I die survive, if you just believe, bro. <laughs> if I survive and it's you know crazy to the brink of death, I'm down because I probably will come back a badass motherfucker, and then I. You know, I still want to probably fight a heavyweight. That's I'm some, too that's slow some to anime fight shit. You're into that anime shit, man. You're yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm all in. So, yeah, you can plan something like that out. I will become or attempt to become a UFC fighter. Other than that, not, like not a chance. I like it. But, uh, yeah, so. What's, what's, what's the other big names on the, or the, the good fights that are going to be So, the, yeah, the, the names are not as big after this, but I'm going to let Paul get into There's I, You know, we can't do them all, but go ahead and choose well, some of the fights you want to talk about. So there's, there's a lot of Australian fighters. Uh, the first one, Jimmy Crew. Jimmy Crute, yeah. Jimmy Crute, um, 
He's had a bit of an unfortunate run. That sounds like an Australian. Few fights. I don't know if he's coming off a win or a few losses in a row. I know Jamal Hill. I'll tell you. Beat him, and then he hurt his leg against Anthony mm. Smith. He's on. Mm. Yeah, he's on a two-fight losing streak against yeah Anthony Smith TKO doctor stoppage, and Jamal Hill yeah. TKO. Yeah. Which I that's yeah. I mean. Jamal Hill's a reasonable loss. Jamal Hill's the new light heavyweight champion of the world. That's what yeah. they say isn't a loss that ages very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that that should be a fun one. Those are light heavyweights, man. Uh, Alonzo Menafield is a fucking powerhouse, whether he's striking or wrestling. Um, he might be coming off a few wins in a row. Yeah, uh, two straight wins by KO. There we against, go. Um, yep, not going to. Oh, Serkinov, Miko. Miko? Oh, Misha Serkinov. Misha, there you go, Misha Serkinov. And mm. then, I told you he gets the names, right? Oh, the other guy I will not be able That was the Ukrainian fellow. Maz, Mazarov. Mazarov. Mazarov, yeah. I drive for Maserati. <sighs> You say those things. I, I'm not fight. saying those let's, things. Let's you say the, those I didn't say anything. Let's get into the fight. They're probably going to slug it out. If it goes to the mm. ground, it'll be Alonzo who did it. Mm. Um, I've heard Jimmy Crude is pretty good on the ground, but I've never seen that. Mm. seen him just striking pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it should be a banger, man. The When you get into the light heavyweight and heavyweight uh, weight classes, it's either really exciting for a short amount of time or really exciting for a short amount of time and then really boring for the remainder of the fight. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's it's a dude coming off two wins, a dude coming off two losses. It seems like it might be set up for something, but. Mm, could be good. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything in the prelims, early prelims you want to tell early people prelims, about? That's the, because we're running short on time. The early prelims, I just want to uh, shout out Loma Luke Boonmi. Oh, wow. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Uh, she with. is a fantastic <laughs> Muay Thai fighter. Uh, um, she's going to be fighting Elise Reed. And she's always fun to watch fight, man. She's she's so like ingrained in Muay Thai that <laughs> she tripped her opponent in, I think it was her last fight, she tripped her and like threw her down, did a leg sweep, uh-huh. and then just put her hand up and walked away <laughs> and like let her stay on the ground. <laughs> like, like Because, you know, typically yeah. in Muay Thai, then they would stand them up. And they'd, yeah. Right. Yeah, so she's always fun to watch fight. Very, uh, very dynamic when it comes to her elbows and her knees. Mm, don't ever sleep on the prelims if you're. I mean, if UFC yeah. fans know this, but yeah. you get into you UFC. Watch them all. Watch them all. Yeah, don't ever sleep on prelim fighters because these are not. These are not aren't the big names. Doesn't mean these aren't good fighters. Doesn't mean these aren't competitive motherfucking bouts. Like For the people you're gonna be looking at, you know, on the main card in mm. a few years. And you're going to be like, man, where'd they come from? It, this is where you see them. They this just fought two hours before you were watching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They were there. They were always there. <sighs> All right, Tyler. Here we go. Go to ahead. You're wearing the sweatshirt. To wrap this up. Just do what you got to do, man. Listen. <laughs> listen. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy Super Bowl, baby. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as one of the greatest offenses. Oh, you sounded a little you're nervous. Seen. I thought you were going to be hype as fuck. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Win or lose this game, baby. We've proven that we are one of the. Win or we're, we're, lose, what kind of talk is this? We are part of the future of the Very NFL. Humble approach right now. Very, Very humble. You're. I'm, too I am keeping it humble. You're scared. You're scared. I am keeping it humble. You're scared. Admit you're scared. I, no, I'm saying I'm nervous. Say you're scared. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> the, Jalen Hurts has been a fantastic role model. Jalen Hurts is my role model, and and I'm doing what Jalen said, baby. 
There is no, there is no getting to the, <laughs> getting to the where we need to be. Every, every, every day we're getting better, baby. Every day we're getting better. This is not the approach I expected you to take. I don't I'm care what you I'm expect. I'm losing some respect for you. Just watch the fucking yeah. game, baby, <laughs> and and get ready because we're gonna we're gonna show the world we're gonna show the world something. Well, I was gonna root for the Eagles, but you, you're making me want to root for the Chiefs now that you're so nervous, man. Yeah, I, I was gonna care. root for the Chiefs, but now I want to root for the Eagles. With <laughs> this, this is new what up. I want. See, I wanted Paul on my side. Wow, do I not matter to you? Do I not matter? My opinion doesn't you, matter to you. You, you matter, but like I, I don't know. Like uh, you wanted me to come out here and go rah rah, but yeah, buddy, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Andy Patrick Mahomes is a, always a challenge. Travis man. Kelsey scares me, even though we got the big brother Jason. Hey, that's the other thing. You, the it's funny, like how things almost feel like they're scripted. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it, like the, the uh, first Super Bowl where we that? have two brothers playing each other, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey from both respective teams. Uh, first Super Bowl in history with two starting quarterbacks that are black, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. No shit. Andy Reid was our coach for my whole entire lifetime up until I was like, what, 14 when we got Chip Kelly? Andy Reid was the Eagles coach for a very long time. Didn't win any Super Bowls, obviously, because we didn't get our first one until 2017. But he had a lot of success, a lot of coaching success, built in a fantastic resume with us. And his coaching tree speaks for itself with the success they themselves have had as well. Um, so, you know, Philly fans, we, we still love Andy Reid. You know what I mean? It sucks because he got to come in here. We got to beat him. But you got Andy Reid playing his old team. Not to mention, when Nick Sirianni was a young coach, first came into the NFL, when Andy Reid first left the Eagles and went to the Chiefs, Nick Sirianni was on that staff. He was one of the coaches that Andy Reid ended up firing and replacing with his own people that he brought in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure Nick doesn't, like, hate the man for that because, I mean, that's just business. And, you know, coaches bring in their own people when they go to places. So I'm sure it wasn't personal. But, you know, that, that adds a little fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? One of the guys that fired him. Now he's playing him in the Super Bowl. There's so many storylines that are like, yo, this this shit is crazy. So I saw a picture earlier, and it's both teams were 16-3 and three in the regular season. Yep. Both teams had a Kelsey brother, their quarterback, and six other players, all pros. Um, both number one scoring offenses, number one quarterbacks. Like, they stuck to the script. I hate how we started the UFC. It's all a simulation. It's all a simulation. The two fighters like that. It's all. It's it's all scripted. It's a wonderful uh, tie-in, man. Sports. What a great weekend! This is the final weekend. That just like uh, football's over after this, ladies and gentlemen. And to have the UFC fight on top, just enjoy this because it's gone for a long. After this, we just have to watch LeBron James and. All the whatever you want to do with the NBA no. nowadays. Hey, Luca and Kyrie. Kyrie are to the fucking oh Mavericks is a God. is a pretty interesting trade. When's Just, the last time Kyrie's played and been like? Doesn't matter. Something doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He's been oh, no no no. He's God. been when when he's on the court, Cody. He is when the Brooklyn he's on Nets. The court. Yeah yeah. It's when he's on the court. No, he all the time he's missed for sure is definitely like yeah. Nigga been no he. For an NBA player, he don't play as many NBA games as he should. Just before, however, he hasn't it doesn't been take away because of his performance either. It's no, because his extra. I, I was gonna say so it's like it's not that he's not good enough. Exactly, there's still that major separation, and that fact remains that Kyrie's talent takes you to a, a Finals championship for sure. He still has, has that before. talent. It has before, and and, and it can again because he's NBA, still that happens all the time where they. You know, somebody will get traded. Yeah. They don't do so well there, and then they get traded somewhere else, and they flourish. And yeah. I don't know much about NBA. I haven't been watching a lot, but I can tell you from what I have seen, Luca is that nigga, bro. The Mavericks have been Luca 
and the Mavericks, and it's it can't be stopped. You throw Kyrie into that, bro. Oh my god! If they can get some synergy together and learn how to distribute the ball amongst one another, they could put up eighty points a night combined on, on, on minimum, like average that shit. Like they both go stupid. I'm not sold. I don't really let let just but Kyrie right. Kyrie show up and not don't blow the organization up. But like he did yeah. it, he did it. After LeBron left, he did it in Cleveland, and then he went to Mark Cuban. Doesn't care. Then he went to Boston. I know Mark Cuban doesn't care, and that's the thing. But like, you could blow up the organization, and then Luca leaves after his contract, and then Dallas doesn't have Luca anymore. There's no way they give up Luca. They'll give up everybody well, else. Luca might until not want to be there anymore if Kyrie acts like Kyrie has acted after the last like I can, the last couple places. I can guarantee you, Mark Mark Cuban is kind of a player's owner. There's no way he went through without this, without getting some type of like talking with Luca about it. Like, hey, you you're good with Kyrie coming in, because I mean he's just smarter than that. And like I said, he's a player's owner too. He he has a little bit of interaction with the whole team dynamic. So I highly doubt Mark Cuban is bringing in Kyrie like making that big of a change without going to his star player. Because that's how the, keep keep in mind that's how the NBA is. It's a player's organization. Yeah. Like you, you got to go, you got to play, you got to commit, you got to listen to your stars, the people that are carrying your team to be an all star. Only teams with multiple all stars win. It's always been that way since Michael Jordan. Because in case you didn't know, Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman are Hall of Famers over majority of everyone else. So championships come from multiple all stars on your team. You listen to those guys. You keep those guys happy in the NBA. So it definitely, I think Luca knew Kyrie was going to be coming in. He's willing to try to work with them. And to do that, I mean, if they can pull that off, I mean, it, that's scary. That's scary. I, lo- I mean, I love Dallas. I love Mark Cuban. I love Luka. So I can't help but root for it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just like I don't I don't know. I can't buy in fully to the Kyrie thing. I, I could buy into them winning and, and hope yeah. that it all works out. But, like, I just I hope Kyrie doesn't, you know, mess it up in any way because I love I wonder, what they got going in Dallas. I wonder how Kyrie's going to react when he finds out Mark Cuban's actually Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, where is Luca from? Uh, someplace in Europe, Slovakia or some shit like that. He might hate Jews too, bro. That was a complete guess on your part. Yeah, right. It was a guess. I think it is. I think yeah, he might hate Jews too, bro. He might. He might. They're gonna fucking get along great. Putting up ninety a night. they're gonna be playing great. Uh, hope you know. Hope he doesn't hate you. He's slow but uh, uh, don't want to put that on him. He's probably a nice guy. We kind of we kind of got a nice guy too, man. He ain't all bad. No, no, they can't be all that bad. It's we, just we, fucking controversy when it comes to these big companies and shit being. Yeah. You know. We were worried about not having enough to talk about basketball. Look at us. We're already getting into Jesus basketball. We haven't even got Christ, the Super Bowl yet. Even, yeah, Look, before right. we move on to basketball, obviously you guys know my Super Bowl pick. Fly was fly, baby. I got us winning the game, of course. Uh, even though I'm scared. I, yeah, you got me to say it. I'm scared. Even though I'm scared of Patrick Mahomes, yes, you got me. Even yes. though I'm scared of Patrick Mahomes, I still got us take because our defense can put that motherfucking pressure on Mahomes, and well, let's see how good that ankle is. They say Mahomes throws off his mobility. He's going to have to be mobile because Hassan Reddick and Fletch and all, BG, all the, boy, I, I, I say it every week, but they've shown it every week. They're going to put the pressure on him. Can he perform against Bradbury and Slay and, and Sauce? We're gonna see. I, I got us, Fred. Super Bowl pick. Freaky Fred. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Ooh. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Fly Eagles, fly. Dapping Fred up, and I'm hitting this dab pin. 
Man, you're going to put me on the spot right here. And, uh, yeah, fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Jalen Hurts, I want to see him get that Super Bowl. I love Jalen so much. He I doesn't. Love, and I love this, like, I just love the city of Philly and the way that they represent their sports teams. Like, there is no better city. I'm a, I mean, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Shout out Denver. But there is no better sports town in America than Philly and the way that they are just to their heart, committed can't wait to, to go their visit. teams, man. I can't wait to go to Philly, baby. All eagled out. I'm bringing nothing but Eagles gear the whole time. I so, visit. yeah, I'm flying with Philly, man. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go, Jalen. I love you. Go ahead, Paul. Paul, Super Bowl pick. So, I'm not going to lie. I was going to pick um, the Chiefs because I wanted to see a reaction to losing the Super Bowl. I, I was debating on whether I wanted that to happen in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. But when you guys were molly whopping the 49ers – Put thirty fucking one on that Niners I was like, defense. I was like, it might be better to see that when they if they lose a Super Bowl. But seeing seeing your approach now and how humble you are, I'm I, going with the fucking birds, man. I told you it would have been way better to watch the Eagles lose before the Super Bowl because Tyler would have lost his fucking mind. He can admit he can accept a loss in the Super Bowl because you, you you made, made it, it to, to the, the Super dance. Bowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But taking a loss prior to that to like. Somebody like the Giants or somebody the like Niners. the Niners with no quarterback, Tyler would have just completely had a meltdown. And I just do want to point that out real quick, too, for all those motherfuckers out there that are like, well, oh, the Eagles didn't have to play anybody. They never showed, proved anything. I understand that, yeah, Brock Purdy, who's already a third string, got hurt, and we had to play a four-string quarterback. So, yeah, our defense was like, boom, we can handle that. That was still the motherfucking same Niners defense. Bosa was a little banged up, but – for the most part, that was still the same. Bosa got shot down. Exactly. Yeah. That was still the same Niners defense that everyone is, it has been number one all year. And we still put up 31 points on that defense. The defense wasn't on four string, and we still did the damn thing. So <laughs> Defense get wore out when you can't move the ball on offense, though. I, I'm just, you know, I'm still, not, I'm not hating. Still. Listen, I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm just saying, still. yeah, like was, that. It, no, that's a, that was a, a shitty valid situation. Point, though. It's a valid the, point. That was a shitty situation, and I wish, like, I still think the Eagles would have won. That's why I wish the 49ers would have had a good, like, Br- Purdy would have stayed healthy or whatever. That way, we could have seen a great game because I think, I think the Eagles still handle it at the end of the day, regardless. But the we momentum coming fun. off that first drive was like. Yeah. Hey, it's different playing in the link, baby. And I think a lot of those Niner fans really don't understand that. Like, you're, you're not in California. I'm, I'm a California kid. I've never even been to Philly, but I'm an Eagles fan, so I know. When yeah, teams yeah, yeah. come to play in Philly, like you just said, Cody, that's the greatest sports environment on the, on the earth. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. You Welcome to the link, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dare you to walk into Philly and root for the other team. Get ready. <laughs> uh, other, I hope you got some tough go, skin. Go thick to skin. Philly. Go to Philly and root for the other team. I hope I'm you sure. got some thick skin, baby. Thick skin. Man, but listen, it's been a great episode. Yeah, we were worried that we were going to have a short podcast, and we've been killing it. We, we went we, normal we, time. Yeah, so. Uh, we're glad to be back. Yeah, we're glad to be back. It's been a long hiatus, so we had a lot to talk about. It's been fun, but we're back to our regular Scheduled programming. That's right. Every Friday. Cheers. Cheers to the Suds and Buds. Shout out the shout out the Twitter. What's the Twitter right now? Twitter is is uh, at Suds Buds tweets boys. Shouts out to y'all, man. For those of you that are still here, still sticking around, we appreciate you guys so much, dude. Like and and girls, if there's the ladies out there that listen to us, we love y'all for listening in. We know we just be bullshitting, man. So we hey. Okay. What those are your last okay, words, Fred? Fred. Okay. I was for the ladies. Yeah, Fred's single now. You know, and he. Oh, free, we, we don't. We don't call this nigga Freaky Fred for nothing. Freaky Fred. It's not for nothing. You know that, right? Oh, never for nothing. Oh.
man. Hey, it's been a great fucking time. You know we're glad to have y'all here. Paul in the motherfucking mix. Fred, we already talked to. Cool Whip. TT Fresh. It's the gang, baby. It's Southern Buds.